Listen in Fridays to the feature Times Like This on Aro City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. Good morning again, sir. Hello. How, how are, are you? you? Yes, very well. Yeah, good stuff. Friday's always good. Um, I've chosen a few stories that I'd like to discuss. All right. Um, we had the story last week about the, the uh, staff pay at the EU. Yes. And this week there's there's a headline, uh, Asselborn summoned after EU staff pay standoff. The story had a little bit of a follow-up because... Um, you know how we talked about the uh, the European Court of Orders and they said it's really hard to attract people to Luxembourg. Uh, some of our readers, uh, uh, to which some of our readers reacted in a bit of a cynical fashion because they said, oh, people at the EU institutions get paid more than enough uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so uh, why'd you bother? Uh, and um, the ECA had been saying, well, actually some people in the lower ranking positions get paid below the minimum wage in Luxembourg. And they can't go to a Luxembourg court for it because it's uh, it, it doesn't apply to the EU. Anyways, uh, Asselborn, the foreign minister, he'd said in Parliament, no, actually, the number of EU civil servants is is growing. It's gone up to 14,000 over the past few years from we had always reported 11,000 because that's the latest new number they'd given out. But now apparently it's at 14,000. So he said hmm. he seemed to be saying, where is the problem? Because, right. you know, it's, it's going up quite, uh, quite rapidly. And then some of the lawmakers said, well, we'd like to see the evidence that that number is actually true. Can you, can you give us a list of all the institutions and how many people they added to their staff in Luxembourg? So they sent him back with some homework and uh, we're waiting for his answer. It'd be very interesting to see that actually, which institutions have, uh, have, uh, have, have gotten how many people over here to the country. But it's uh, not really, I mean, what we were talking about last, year, last week, it's not even about how many people, it's about this disparity no, in, in, right. in, in payment, right? Yeah, I mean, right. that's not right if people have different contracts. No, and, yeah. they're, two, they're two separate issues in a sense. And you've also got really well-paid people who still don't want to come to Luxembourg because they're in Brussels and they think, like, why would I take a 15% pay cut if I can also stay in, in Brussels? And the suspicion is always that that is, is chipping away at, Lux, at Luxembourg's relevance as an EU capital because people basically don't want to come to Luxembourg to work here. Um, which, which regardless if it's EU or if it's companies trying to attract staff, you know, regardless of yeah. who it is, you know, the, the cost, of, cost of living is obviously a deterrent when people start to investigate. How yeah, sure, but the, the EU, they have this fairly fixed grid. If you move to right. that capital, you get a, right. a, a 5% pay, pay, pay increase because we know that the cost of living is more expensive there. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, this may be also a reputational issue for Luxembourg because, you know, in, in Brussels, it's not a particularly popular place to, to go to. From Brussels? Lux- From Brussels, because it's deemed far away and hard to reach and you have to go either on a long, long-winded train or... or it's That's true. That cannot be disputed in Indeedy. any in any way. Yeah, I mean, for me, the shocking thing is actually the disparity of, of, of payment within the, the organisation. And the other thing was um, the fact that they're allowed to do these temporary contracts, repeat temporary contracts, which, you know, if you were employed in Luxembourg would be illegal. Well, it's a typical, so, uh, typical uh, nothing to see here response from from Asselborn that he says, well, what are they, what are they talking about? You know, the number has gone up to 14,000, so clearly mm-hmm. they don't have a problem. Mm. Well, that's not the same as saying that these people are still paid below the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so that could still be the case. So we'll see what he comes up with. And uh, yeah. I think it's good to send him back to provide the numbers because quite often the government here will say, no, there's nothing to see here. But... Uh, 
let's see what the numbers are and then let's see what conclusions how, how we can, we can draw break, from that. Down, yeah. break them down um, another story that kind of ties in in a similar in a different way it ties in, in it as well um, you've had a story about um, the health service and you know older people going to hospital and if they're speaking Luxembourgish they are unable to find a doctor that can communicate with them because it's, it, it is a similar problem it's attracting it's attracting staff isn't it it's attracting people and educating you're people. right yes you're right because okay so this is Luxembourg Luxembourg is, Luxembourg is one of the official language languages mm. with French and German mm-hmm. And uh, there is a law, there's several laws in place that force doctors, tell doctors and medical staff and even pharmacists and dentists, they all have to be able to at least understand mm-hmm. Luxembourgish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of our reporters, Yannick Hansen, he went out uh, and spoke to a few hospitals and people just started laughing and said, well, it's not, it's not enforced at all mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. most of the staff do not speak Luxembourgish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little surprise there, because most of the medical staff in in Luxembourg comes from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no medical school I mean, here in the country. Yeah. People go abroad to study uh, to study medicine and uh, come back and work as doctors, probably, uh, or they don't come back to stay abroad. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, a lot of nurses and uh, and the other hospital staff they come from France or maybe they come from Belgium uh, and and uh, and widely speak French. So while there is a law. It's this, the reality is very different, and nobody's. And what can they do? Because you know you can, you can't kick all those people out because then the hospital will be you, empty. You so. need them, yeah. I mean, yeah, this focuses on older people. It's interesting because we had this experience when we moved here. My son was in hospital, mm. and he was three, and he spoke uh, well English, obviously at that point, um, and Luxembourgish. So he spoke English ah. and Luxembourgish. Um, after having been in crash, yeah, and didn't speak any French, and it didn't matter because we were there most of the time. But it's quite a frightening experience. Yeah, exactly. So whether you're an old person or it's children you're talking about, it's a frightening experience, and you want to hear a language that you understand when something like that. So yeah, well, I've had the, the experience myself. You go to a doctor, you have to explain in French, and then they speak back, and you're like, yeah. great. This is yeah. kind of quite quite important. We get this right, right? Exactly. Which maybe they've addressed now because I know that they, you know, obviously the pandemic pandemic exposed a lot of um, weaknesses within the health service and I know that they're they have introduced I think they've introduced a bachelor's that before you could only do your first year medicine here so I think the university has they do now uh, yeah yeah. but they've only just introduced that this year and um, you know let's see how how quickly that's going to solve the problem of uh, and who it attracts yeah and who it attracts yeah Yeah, yeah, but it was interesting because it's yeah we we Yannick spoke to an elderly lady who said, well, we had to go to the hospital and nobody spoke, Lux- spoke Luxembourgish. Uh, of course, many Luxembourgish people do speak quite a bit of French, and, and, uh, but it still there's doesn't two feel comfortable. Things. I mean, there's two things with older people. It's obviously the generation who went to school during the occupation, they speak right. German yeah. and Luxembourgish right. because French was not taught. Yeah. And then the other thing, which I had this with a, with a friend and a colleague the other day, um, he is experiencing hearing loss mm. and it's much more difficult for him yeah. now in other languages and especially with masks. Yeah. So he said, can we speak Luxembourgish? Um, and I, I was like, yeah, fine. And and for it's funny because for me with Luxembourgish, with the mask on, it's harder. But for him with the hearing loss, English was harder. You right. Know? So yeah. it's something that I think has to, it's not It's not a non-issue, you know, and it's especially not a non-issue, times when but, you're What I find the most striking about it is that, uh, and this is for me, it, 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 uh, you know, 
classic Luxembourgers. Mm. There, yes, there is a law, but nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody sticks to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, then why have the law? Yeah. You know, that's not a good situation either, because yeah. that's that's yeah, a yeah. governance issue, right? Yeah. Uh, it means that people lose trust in politics. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, next one, um, next story I, I wanted to talk about, which is loud noise, sloppy gardening, drive neighbours pandemic bickering. So uh, there's been an increase in, in neighbours disputes. In mediation requests, yeah. It's maybe a little bit of an unsurprising story because... Um, um, I, I wanted to talk about this one because I'll give you my top tip for dealing I'm with I'm sure everybody has their own <laughs> example of this. I have my own. Um yeah, so people work from home, uh, uh, they interact more with yeah. their neighbours, um, and uh, people also, there is the pandemic, so what can they do? They can't leave the house, so they start uh, drilling holes in the walls and, and, changing the, and the changing homes, or they start gardening, so there was a lot more interaction. And also, people are at home and they're, uh, and they're more on edge, uh, they're more, yeah. uh, more agitated, uh, they're suffering mental health problems uh, so it's yeah. unsurprising perhaps that there is a, ri- a, a rise in the in a row, a rouse between uh, between neighbors i think our, our uh, commune actually sent out a leaflet about mediation service so I, that really? maybe yeah 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 bertrand we're on it with stuff like that um ah. i think there was something came in and that now like i didn't think about it at the time that there was an increase in you know complaints or anything 40 percent increase yeah, in yeah that's quite something here's my top tip you just kill them with kindness you just <laughs> smile at them say moyen big cheese like can't stand it yeah. if a neighbor's like grumpy with you you just kill them with kindness yeah, yeah. and it usually does the trick they just well, back we, off we tried that but it didn't work we had to <laughs> <laughs> apply different means <laughs> but uh, I love how everybody has their example on this one yeah <laughs> uh, yeah what to do with uh, grumpy neighbors yeah we've got we've got a funny neighbor actually he's he's very particular about his garden and has a leaf blower and obviously we're not fast enough for him at doing our garden he literally blew all the leaves off our tree last year to tidy it to make sure they all went into his garden our garden rather than his it's like oh my god how sad are you lisa i could i could i would have done the same (laughs) you probably would have anyway on with the important stuff um this is a serious one i maybe should have started this one instead of instead of going with, with uh but luxembourg burns more coal well, the EU's use of coal is uh, decreasing. Yeah, I think ultimately it's still a good news story. It's a good news uh, story. It's a serious over news the, story. Over a period of two years, uh, coal consumption, and that includes brown coal, which is very damning for the environment, uh, dropped by 30%. So right. it's good. Uh, we're talking about millions of tons here. So um, that's excellent news. Luxembourg, uh, consumption went up over the same period, not by a lot, 2%. But still, you wonder why. Um, there's of course the steel industry here and they need cokes uh, so but most of the and all of the increase actually went to the steel industry but most of the consumption is not in the steel industry it's also used just as a fuel for other uh, other industries so um, it's not even as if we have a lot of industries so what would the other industries be you know I mean I know the steel prices right have skyrocketed yeah, exactly exactly so that may inc- uh, explain the increase in activity in the steel industry right. and why they need a little, a little bit more coal but most of the cars going to other industries. It is one of these stories like, mm, interesting fact, but there is more behind it, you know. Right. Which industries are using it? Also, Luxembourg is very dependent on its in- energy consumption. It imports almost all of its energy. So if you import your energy anyway, then you can also switch quite easily. It would seem to me, right? Yeah. If you, I mean, if you if you have a lot of coal yourself and you dig it up, you may want to say, no, no, it's our coal. We want to use it because it's, it doesn't cost us a lot of money. But if you import your your energy anyway from abroad, 
Yeah. Then why why don't switch to a different supplier? Yeah. But maybe I'm seeing this too simplistic. Well, I don't know with the steel industry. Is there anything else that they can use? Probably not for for that industry. That I don't know either. I and don't the know. other question with the steel industry is like, okay, we're we've we've upped the production and the price is higher. We've upped the production, but is that going to be a blip? Because is the you know what has caused the increase? Is it just the pandemic and everything being shut down for three months? But this 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 information is over the last. Stats are from 2018 two, two to years. 20, yeah. 20 so. to 20, yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it will definitely look... It adds to a picture that Luxembourg is often not very good in uh, in when it comes to environmental, uh, environmental behaviour. issues. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if NDLs picks up and there's any of the, like, you know, movement, the Greens or ecological movement, yeah. if they come back on it. But, but I think there's more behind it. We, we need to look into, okay, so who is using up that coal and why, why they're not switching. I do think that the steel industry is considering moving over to hydrogen consumption oh. i think um Asolo metal right if i'm not mistaken no it was not, it was a different company but they're building a, a large research center here around uh, around the gar area into um uh, using clean energy in the steel industry interesting so, well yeah. that's interesting yes mm. more on that as it as it happens because we do all need steel right yeah exactly i mean that's why it's you know it's like what what what's the solution? You know? Yes, exactly. Um, good. Oh well, we might have that and more on that in the coming. Um, last one, I think, is uh, th- there's a story here about Russia today having asked for a license to broadcast in uh, Luxembourg. That was another tip of the iceberg. Really interesting story. You know, Russia Today. I don't know if you ever watched it, but it's it's a I sort know of it. national really. broadcaster, yeah. but it's widely seen as a propaganda channel. Uh, they you have know, it in English, and, and but this is yeah. saying it's a German service This was service the German well. language service. Other countries have it as well. You have CCTV from uh, from China, which you can see in your hotel room, you know. Oh, God. Um, and, and, and the Turks have something similar as well, I think. But uh, Russia Today, or it's no, no longer called Russia Today, it's now just called RT, RTTV. It was uh, quite quite blatantly uh, propagandistic sometimes, and they were seeking a license in Germany. In Germany, they said no, because we can't have foreign media cons- uh, companies uh, broadcasting from Germany. And then apparently, they sought a license in uh, in Luxembourg uh, with the uh, with the aim of, um, of of circumventing the the German ban. And uh, reportedly, but we haven't reported this ourselves, but German media reported that there was a big meeting between Bettel and the Germans and the German uh, intelligence services and the Luxembourgish intelligence services. Uh And it seems to be a coordinated action that uh, that Luxembourg is also not not going to allow it. Uh, That's the Bildzeitung reported that yesterday. I expect that we may hear something from Luxembourg quite soon about that issue. It's interesting. I mean, it's 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 interesting at least. It's very interesting because you've got you've got all these holding companies here in Luxembourg, yeah. and then um, Luxembourg is saying, "Well, they're just holding companies. We don't have to supervise them." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Pegasus software, you know, it was linked to the killing of the uh, of the Saudi journalist. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that so- the company that runs that software is headquartered in Luxembourg, mm-hmm. and you start wondering, hmm, doesn't Luxembourg also have a responsibility? A responsibility yeah. there, particularly given that you know it always. Uh, boasts about its human rights track yeah. track record and so on yeah you'd think like hmm you really wanted to uh, take a good look at those companies as well right so. yeah so maybe they're i mean this one you know xavier bettel is the media minister so maybe right. you know he he's you know he knows it's important that he gets it right 
we don't know what happened, but it was certainly interesting to see that that uh, that big, big meeting that between they had a meeting uh, politicians about it and, also and the and the, intelli- the intelligence and the, services, the spying been, services, yeah, uh, being involved. So maybe they were uh, were able to add some additional evidence to mm-hmm. uh, to the ministers that mm-hmm. uh, to convince them to. Uh, to block that uh, that license, but we'll see what happens. I think that uh, we may hear about this uh, very, uh, very soon, actually. Very good. Yeah. Excite. Well, considering it's August, I think we've uh, not bad, a, eh? Quite a few stories this week. Interesting. Um, so thank you for that. That's been that's been. It was my pleasure. Very good, and uh, always good to see you. Um, I don't know what your plans are, but I'm here for the the next few weeks. So if you want to stop stop by next Friday, that's great. Um, Otherwise, here one more week. Send and then a friend. Absolutely. <laughs> many friends in Luxembourg time so <laughs> send a friend anyway listen you have a lovely right. weekend this you is too. just top tip this is summer by the way this weekend so get your summer on your summer vibe because after this weekend I've, I've no guarantees for anything else you have okay? no guarantees no, alright well, absolutely not definitely keep that in mind <laughs> have fun see All you right. bye, bye.